0: And I look back on it now as the single greatest thing that ever happened to me professionally, that if I had never been fired, mm. I would have stayed down that path. And it would not have led to uh, moving to California. It would not have met me, me meeting my wife. It would not have met to my children. It would not have met, led to you. It would not have led to this moment right now in time mm. that I'm spending right here right now with you would never have happened.
1: I'm Brian Creamer. I believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is making smaller shifts. It's the small shifts in our lives that can create epic outcomes. Your journey to be more deeply connected into the life you truly deserve starts right now. We're here. <laughs> yes, we all are. So thanks for joining on uh, Humanly Possible and being here, and and uh, I'm super excited because, uh, well, you're one of my closest friends,
0: so happy to have you here. I am thrilled when you said, hey, I want to do a podcast with you. I'm like, yes, because I listened to your podcast, <laughs> and I love your podcast, uh-huh. and I, I feel like I don't rate high enough to get on this podcast, oh. especially after you talk, was it Michael Gerber, or has his name? Michael Gerber. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, and I was listening to that podcast, and I'm like, I can't be on that podcast. That hey, no. guy's done things. <laughs> <laughs> I think
1: you've done some things. You've you done, some done some really some- cool things. And that's actually what I, you know, I love sitting and chatting. And for those of you who are listening in, Gary and I know each other really well, uh, like very, very well.
0: And, mm-hmm. uh, well, I'll put it this way. My kids call him Uncle Brian. That, <laughs> so that, that's, that, that, cool. that's what you need
1: to know. And, uh, you know, we sit and have cigars all the time. and We mm-hmm. talk all the time. But I wanted to just put a microphone into the conversation that we already have and just let everybody kind of. Peek into
0: that because we have such fat. I have, I love my conversations with you. I tell my wife that all the time because it's like, it's where you're going. I'm like, I'm going to do cigars with Ryan, you know, this weekend. And she's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> and she'll always ask me and she, she'll go like, what did you guys talk about? And I'm like, honey, there's so many things that will go deep. We'll go shallow and it'll happen within 30 seconds. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, and so yeah. You know, one day we're going to have to do this at the cigar shop with cigars. Ooh, that can be that. Can that's be what we need to do. Let's do that. we could do we could go Joe Rogan and go three hours. <laughs> <laughs> you know, those conversations
1: could even slide right into a four-hour podcast. We'll do a, a Guinness Book of World Records but or something.
0: Absolutely, because that's what I we I always budget when we do cigars for ninety minutes, and it's never long enough. Yeah, you know, usually I have to make myself go. Uh, well, I got to get home. My wife's gonna kill go. That's <laughs> something we have to do because otherwise we just go down rabbit holes, which yeah. is awesome. And I love rabbit holes. Yeah, which is where we just went.
1: So, <laughs> see? <that> <laughs> so, um, you know, one of the things that I get to talk to you about, and I, I and, but I'm also curious about now that we're sitting here, is um, just what attracted you uh, as people out, you know, again who are listening to this. You now, Gary's been a DJ for. 30, 30 going years. on 40 years. And not just a DJ, like the premier, and this is your friend speaking, but premier DJ on KRTY, the last privately owned station largest, Largest
0: privately owned station.
1: Yeah. So not like some little podunk station. Not well, and very well. Because I like to say
0: I'm the best morning show they can afford.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they,
0: they can get a better morning show. They just
1: can't afford it.
0: <laughs> and, and so
1: like, tell me about one of the shifts. That really changed your career.
0: Wow. Uh, well, the biggest, the biggest shift as far as what changed my career, and you and I have talked about this before, is that I was uh, the program director, operations manager, morning man at the station in Colorado. And we were number one and we got our ratings back and our numbers went up. And they called me and said, uh, Hey, we need to meet with you at five o'clock this afternoon. Now you're thinking, Hey, little bonus. And in my level of radio at that time, there's no such thing as bonuses. Matter of fact, radio doesn't do bonuses. They did them back in the 80s, but they don't do them anymore. And uh, I'm like, hey, little something song. And they brought me in and they said, uh, the corporation that owned the station has gone bankrupt. We have basically sold the station to the people, one of our competitors across town. And here's your new owners. And they looked at me and they said, Gary, You have too much talent and ability for what we have planned here. We're going to have to let you go. And I looked at them and I said, well, I could suck. And they're like, no, 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 no. But they gave me two months of health care, right? Which at the time was unheard of. So they gave me two months of health care. And I remember going home. I was literally supposed to close on a house the next day. I was supposed to sign papers on a house the next day. What city are you in? Fort Collins, Colorado. Uh, and I uh, had to uh, call the people up and go deals off. I just lost my job. And I, it's the only time I'd ever been fired in my life. Never been fired. And, uh, I was, I was just dumbfounded. I was shocked. I was, I remember staying up till like two o'clock in the morning. They had a Star Trek marathon on. And I remember just watching Star Trek because I was so depressed. And this was like on a Tuesday. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, And at the time, like I said, it seemed to be the single worst thing that ever happened in my life. The clarity of time and history, because a lot of things transpired after that, I was able to look at it. And I look back on it now as the single greatest thing that ever happened to me professionally. That if I had never been fired, Mm. I would have stayed down that path and it would not have led to moving to california would not have met me meeting my wife it would not have met to my children would not have met led to you it would not have led to this moment right now in time Mm -hmm. that i'm spending right here right now with you would never have happened Mm -hmm. if what at the time i thought was the worst thing could happen that didn't involve health happen
1: that that has had to had an impact on how you just look at things forevermore in, in your life when there's total uncertainty and you don't know what's happening. You know that the worst led to something great.
0: Absolutely. That had to have changed you. You know, it, it mm-hmm. is. And it's helped me so much in the age of COVID, mm-hmm. right? Is because I have told this to my wife and my children. You don't know what this year brings. Mm-hmm. We won't know what brings. The odds are there's going to be a lot of good things that come out of this year that we are literally too close to the forest to see the trees. Mm. But as we get perspective, and I think that's what, you know, perspectives is like an asteroid, you know, an asteroid may be coming from earth, but if you catch it far enough away, you only have to move it one degree mm. and it misses you. But depending on how far away you are, mm. misses you by billions of miles, you know? So you don't have to do a 90 degree turn. You just need that one little push and if you're far enough away, and we're not far enough away, we're, we're in 2020, you folks in the future, hey, uh, but, but when we get to 2043, we'll be able to sit back and go, oh, so this led to that, and this led to that, and this led to that, and that... You can't get so you know you hear you are about live in the moment, which I think is great, and, and I completely embrace live in the moment. But be aware, the future is coming, whether you like it or not. And and God willing, God willing, next year's chili will all be there. <laughs> uh, you know that there will all be there, or at least the people we love, uh, the people we care about, will be there to to see. You know, my children are going to see the effects of what. Happened in my life this year, but they may not see it till, like I said, 2043,
1: you know. Um, first of all, I got to call out the the one degree, because that's um, that is so my sweet spot and what I love, mm-hmm. the one degree shift of anything that happens, you know, we're all so focused on. 90 degree, 180 mm-hmm. degree. Mm-hmm. Like, how do I lose, lose all this weight? And you're focused on long term, mm-hmm. not the uh, short term of what it is that you need to be doing. And uh, you know, there's one uh, case study where if uh, a ship, a carrier ship is off by one degree because their compasses are still magnetic and they still go in and they calibrate it once a year. And it, and they're off by one degree, which is two hundred and seventy seven miles for a carrier ship to be off. Mm-hmm. When you think about that in the in humanity and and just our big companies that and 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 in 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 the pandemic now, how yeah. do you see that unfolding for what we can have an
0: effect on? It's it, it's amazing. It's the it's the smallest thing, and and as you said, it's making decisions based on what. What works? What happened? It's like, you know, it's the old thing about diet and exercise. There is a zillion different fad diets, everything. It boils down to how much to eat, how much do you work out? It, it, it doesn't eat burning calories in, burning calories out. And those small shifts, you know, if you really want to lose weight long term, find a way to lose 200 calories a day. and And you do that over a long term and can keep your exercise consistent. Amazing things happen. Mm -hmm. But by the same time, like we said, the 180, uh, I I did that before. I lost almost 100 pounds one time, and I kept it off for maybe two and a half, three years. I I never gained 100 pounds all the way back, but I gained a significant portion of it back because it was unsustainable, Mm -hmm. right? I I was literally eating 800 calories a day Mm -hmm. and working out two hours at a time. Which is awesome for quick results, you know, for the high school union. Yay. But in long term, the reality of it, that doesn't work. And it's finding out what works every day. What can you do? And, and those small shifts, one of the reasons I love your podcast, because I'm always finding that way that you're always talking about is that what is that one little thing that you can do? Don't go drastic. Mm-hmm. Drastic isn't sustainable. Something small is, Mm. you know, and as as I say, you know, in my I've I've done this where I've talked to to, where radio seminars and stuff and you talk to these young guys and stuff like that. And I'm like, it starts with waking up on time. If you can wake up on time, you know, 80 percent of your battle is over now, (laughs) you know, because you can show up and you can go through. But but it's it's that once you get that down, now you can add the next thing. Let's try to think of one thing to talk about. You you wake up uh, and as
1: as far as long as I've known you, I think it's a going on. I I haven't seen you uh, wake up without drive. Uh, you 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 show up every morning for your listeners and for everyone out there with with um, uh, you're like a mountain of of, of, of Of drive Mm -hmm. to everyone listen, literally people who are driving, (laughs) but also, uh, you know, people that are just looking to have a little spark at the beginning of the day that just gives them that thing to push forward and have a little time downtime in their mind as they're either on their way to work or whatever. How do you wake up and do that consistently across the board for as long as I've known you?
0: I always say and and I I literally told this to a person this morning a, a high school friend of mine who reached out and was saying hello to me uh, on 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 the internet and uh, uh I'm literally the most blessed person you've ever met and I don't know who's in second place because I'm that far ahead mm-hmm. uh i I figured out a long time ago when I, I got in one of the reasons I got in the radio and you've heard this story before is because everybody I knew hated their job hated their life hated it was work was just something that you tolerated till you died uh and I never considered you could do something fun for a living and when I got into this business I still didn't have the confidence to actually go into it I majored in English literature I was going to be a teacher I didn't think you could have fun for a living uh and once I realized that and I think although also the healthiest thing I've ever done was this business owed me a living. I never, I never considered that this business owed me something that as soon as I was of no use, the business would spit me out, which is true of inter, any, any entertainment. I can't, I can't speak of technology, but of any entertainment business, once you're of no use, they spit you out. Uh, and, and knowing that that was fine, that that was, that I was being given this opportunity and I was going to ride that boat for as long as the opportunity took me and I was going to enjoy it. And every day that I get to do it, I'm, I will be as thrilled tomorrow as I was today, as I was 10 years ago, as I was 30 years ago, that I get to do this. Uh, because to me, it's always just, as I've described it, hold it. You're going to give me the keys to a multi-million dollar radio station and you're going to let me have fun and then you're going to pay me. Yeah. Okay. I'm in and and the fact that I get to do anything that we made a decision years ago after 9-11 we made a decision that we weren't going to be we weren't going to get in the dark side of life we just weren't there's too many there's too many avenues for you to go that way and so my partner Julie and I just decided that we're going to try to have fun that when you tune in we're going to be McDonald's right that that you don't go to McDonald's looking for spaghetti don't You know what you're going to get. And that's what it's going to be. And it's going to be our take on things, which is going to be try to be funny, uh, you know, sarcastic uh, little thing without being mean. As Julie says, the meanest person, the meanest person you're you are mean to is you, you know, I, I give myself more grief than I give anybody. else. How do
1: you find the funny, especially when things are not? <laughs> there, there are there are times in your career, I'm sure, and maybe even right now, where where things are just looking a little less uh, abundant, and and you still yet find the funny. How does how does that how does that happen?
0: I, I think the funniest times are actually some of the worst times. Uh, I think I think I think I think that's when we have the intrinsic need to laugh more than anything. You know, when times are good, yeehaw! But when times are bad, uh you know, that's where I mean you look at some of my heroes of comedy. There was nothing about Richard Pryor's life that was good. Nothing. Mm. And he found so many funny things. Uh you look at the guys like today, whether it's Dave Chappelle or or are those guys who can find dark stuff. But by the same token, you can go and find guys like Brian Regan. Who is a completely clean comedian, and he finds the funny and just the most absurd. Jerry Seinfeld. He just finds the funny and absurd, and and to me, that's what we do. I, I just, you know, it's just whatever. It's it's the way your brain thinks, and my brain thinks of just trying to find the not find the line where your brain. And one of the reasons I like talking to Brian is that he will just say stuff that is. So completely outlandish, but he says it in the most calm, logical voice that you have to stop and hear. (laughs) So you'll say stuff that's just crazy, and all of a sudden you're going to go, "Wait what? What did you just say?" Uh, And and I love that about people. I love that about comedy. There's so many people who are funny, and they have so many ways of being funny. And so I just enjoy that. I, I enjoy. I enjoy being funny. I enjoy finding the funny because there is, you know, once you get past, like on the somber days, 9-11, there was no fun in that show. But the week after, the day after, started trying to find fun Mm -hmm. because you just needed to. You just needed to try to find something, you know. And, And during this pandemic, there's been a lot of stuff that we don't like. But, hey, Thanksgiving's been canceled. How bad can that be? You know, like, we all get that one free reprieve from from the. You know, don't you love Gavin Newsom saying you got to be outside and you can't raise your voice? Yeah. <laughs> what
1: <laughs> Thanksgiving
0: have you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you also um, a, a, another thing that I'm fascinated with is is you worked with Julie for
0: most of your career. For most of my career, well at KLTY, I was there. Six months before she was hired. I remember when they hired. But we have been, we've been, we've been working at the same station, but we've been working on the show together for 21 Oh, wow. So you knew each other. Yeah. But the way that you work, and I know, you know,
1: relationships take time Mm -hmm. and all that. Mm -hmm. But the, the the way and I know this is your life you live this every day you see this Mm -hmm. as just Mm -hmm. this is how it Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. but the dance that you both like is is from the outside looking in it's magical and and I've done a show with you yeah we did we did a live show together Uh and you know I was always trying to play with that like figure that part out because that's so fascinating to me how people dance together in a conversation. What did it take? What were the shifts that you both had to make to get into that dance that you see?
0: One hundred percent trust. I one hundred percent trust Julie. Uh, There is no bigger component for especially in doing what we Uh, do—morning radio or any kind of broadcast like that. We have known people who did not like each other do shows and ever succeed or last. But I have always enjoyed her. And the beautiful thing about Julie is she is always who she is. She does not change. I've had morning show partners where I didn't know who they were going to be the day I got there. Every day was brand new, depending on what mood you got. Maybe they were in a good mood, maybe they were in a bad mood. I had one guy one day who did not speak for three days. (laughs) He, He literally didn't other than, yep, nope, and whatever he had to. And he finally came into work and I had no idea what was going on. He finally came into work and he was all happy-go-lucky. And I said, what the hell's just happened? He goes, I don't want to tell you because you're going to get mad. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm already mad. (laughs) What happened? I swear to God, I'm telling you the true story. I had a pimple on my throat and it made me angry. Oh my God. You can't make that up. Uh -uh. He was 31 years old and he thought at the time he should be done with having pimples. And so he was a very vain guy. And he had pimples on his throat on his where he had shaved and it made him angry. <laughs> and so he was happy because he had because he had shaved. He had just spent thousands of dollars to start having his hair removed by a laser on his throat. So he would never get a pimple. Again. Oh, my gosh. And when you're dealing with those, and, but the show ended like weeks later. Uh, but Julie is always who she is. It, it, it's the saying I've always had. It's not. It's not the kite that flies. It's the string. My string. Oh. She tethers me and lets me go in any weird direction I want to go and then pulls me back. Mm. And by the same token, she knows I value her so much. I'm never going to let her go mm. that, that I can play, play with her and give her grief. And the only reason it works is because you know how much I adore. Mm. If you thought I really hated her and when I say stuff that, you know, slamming her about something. Usually it's some silly thing that if you thought that I really felt that the show would be fun. But the fact that, you know, listen, I send my children to her every summer to spend a week with Aunt Julia. That's how much I trust her mm-hmm. that, you know, I take the most valuable things in my life and give them to her for a week mm-hmm. because I know she loves them almost as much as I do. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's to me is, is the trust factor that I, if, if you could be, and I would imagine that the same thing within business. If you, if you are lucky enough to be in a business that you can trust the person you're in with, again, like I said earlier about waking up, now you're 80% ahead of the game. Yeah. The other 20% is semantics. Right. You know,
1: but everything else is solid. Look at you guys 20, 30 years later, built on a trust platform, mm-hmm. created a show that still today has one of the highest ratings. Um, it's phenomenal. And I also, and so I I, I know
0: about all of that, but I like. <laughs> We only have someone, I mean, we're not calling the Joe Rogan. Yeah, not a Joe Rogan. I totally understand. I mean, <laughs> it's impressive. I've never listened to all of this podcast. Have you I don't think I've it's never possible. made it through a three or four hour podcast. No I'm like, way. you know, after about 52, 55 minutes, I'm like, yeah, this is interesting, but peace out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so um, so I just kind of want to want to close out a little bit with um uh just basically one of the one of the mountains that you that you climbed, one of the um kind of like a Kilimanjaro mountain. When you think back across your life and you look at, you know, something that just um, was massive in front of you and you knew you needed to climb it and get there, what were some of the shifts, what was it, what were some of the shifts that it took to,
0: to, to do that? At the time, I was aware of it, but I wasn't aware of it. Uh, my father was an alcoholic and a drug addict. And uh, he was really, as as I have said, it's not that he wasn't great. Everybody loved him, except those of us who were close to him. He just, as I've told my sons, he just disappointed us all the time. It was just a life built on if you, whatever he said, it wasn't going to happen. As I've told my children, my my father never went to anything I ever did. You know, there was just nothing there. Uh, and we were very poor. I also realized that I'm from this beautiful little town in Alabama. It really is. But I realized there was no future there. There was nothing I could do out of a cycle of poverty. Right? And I mean,
1: when you say poverty,
0: you mean? I mean, poverty. My mother was a clerk at a postal station and made, I believe, at her highest $200 a month. Right. So that was that was what we were living on. Uh, there were four children. Well, and they, the girls had all grown up by that time. So it was just me and my brother. Uh, so that's why I said my first job was 10 years old. I worked on a dairy farm when I was 10 uh, because helping raise money. And, but I realized I was stuck in this cycle of poverty and I knew that I had to find a way to break that, you know, and as I said, I thought it was going to be teaching, uh, because I'm telling you it, it, my, my goal for my life, I figured if I ever got to the station, a situation where I could make a thousand dollars a month, I would have done better than anyone in my family that I knew of. That, that I, Nobody in my family would have dared dream of $1,000 a month. It was impossible. Uh, and so I knew if I was ever going to get that way, I had to find something other than what was being offered. So I decided to go to school. And I went to college and it was... I think what college teaches you is not your career. It teaches you how to get along with people. Mm-hmm. It teaches you how to listen. Uh, back in the. Turning into that guy. But college was a hotbed of ideas mm-hmm. where so many different opinions existed uh, and you had to listen and figure it out. Uh, and that. And where, where'd you go to call it? Troy State. It was Troy State University. It's now called Troy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I went there, still small college in Alabama. And, and it, it forced me to figure out a way to communicate with so many different people and, and finding jobs and going through that, that way. And then knowing that doing your best was all you could do. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's all I've ever strived is doing your best because the truth of it is, you don't know how your best is perceived. I literally tell you another story happened yesterday. Uh, I was doing the show and this uh, guy sent me a message and he goes, if you would have asked me, what kind of show do you think you're having today? I would have said lackluster at best. You know, it just wasn't clicking for me. It just wasn't working. I thought, God, I kind of sucked today. I literally thought that. And this guy sends me this text going, or it was actually a Facebook, a messenger thing. And he goes, I am loving today's show. I cannot turn it off. You're awesome. And it just goes to show that sometimes you don't realize what you're, because I was giving it my best. It wasn't like effort, I was giving it everything I had. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you don't know what somebody else's shift is Mm -hmm. and his 1% shifted my entire take on that entire day that I, I, that he took the time to send this message out to this guy that, you know, how many things had to happen Mm -hmm. for that, for him to be moved so much that he just wanted to share that moment with me. And he had no idea how much that moment would mean to me and maybe to somebody out there right now, you know, so.
1: Yeah, you know, there's so many of those little micro moments that um, matter and make a difference to, you know, each of us. And, mm-hmm. and it's totally about the moment, the one moment, that one time when somebody just says something that can just, boom, it just changes every, you know, or or the, a look or a way of being or something. You just never know when that's going to happen.
0: And try not to be afraid of giving those. Mm-hmm. You know, that's my thing is I'm trying to do so much better about trying to give those, you know, because I know what it means to me. So I've been really going out of my way to tell people this or giving you that moment or saying, hey, this is what I'm seeing, you know. And usually in it I don't I don't see the need in negativity as far as people find that in themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, if I can find something positive and 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 throw that at you and then let you use it as you will, you know, then I feel like it's been an experience for me mm-hmm. worthwhile. Mm-hmm. So we'll see where that takes us. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do this uh, interview again in four
1: or five years and see where, like, where we end up. Um, so our uh, last question is, I, would, I just want to know, I would love to know. Um, uh, who's going to win the president? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're recording this on the day after.
0: Yeah, the day after election. We Gosh, have no idea who's going to win. Uh, it's kind of shocking that it's this close, right? I really wanted a landslide either way. I really <laughs> did. I didn't care who won. I just wanted the landslide either way.
1: <laughs> But it is an interesting time in politics, and I'm not wanting to go in deep to yeah, politics, mm-hmm. but just in the essence of just where we're at and how we have conversations and
0: how we've changed. How
1: has it changed to you?
0: Uh, I find myself having to give caveats more often than I ever did in my entire life, Mm. right? Don't we all have to do that? You know, where it used to be a joke on Seinfeld where, oh, but not that there's anything wrong with that. But now we all have to go, we all have to pick and choose what words we're doing and i'm not as against politically correct as everybody else is Mm -hmm. i think there's a value in a political correctness you know as far as if it's used well Mm -hmm. right uh so i i don't see any value of bringing anyone's race religion sexuality into it Mm -hmm. by the same I i don't find any benefit of you describing yourself that way you know if that's how you view yourself you limit yourself So I don't ever come on and tell you, hi, I'm so-and-so, so-and-so, and and I am a so-and-so American and -and so-and-so, because I don't want to be limited that way by my mind or your mind. Uh, So I hope that everything's phase, everything's a cycle. We'll break through this. It's all cyclical. It is. And our kids will find new ways to piss us off and their kids will find ways to piss them off. And, and we will and we will all break through and, and everything gets a little bit better for for all of you who think that now's the worst time in history I'm telling you the last 10 thousand years everybody who lived the last 10 thousand years would laugh at you right now <laughs> going no no you're listening to this on a device that you hold in your hand <laughs> right I mean you can watch a movie you can you can you can have instantaneous information they bring you food this is not the worst time. You know, realize how many good things I do this to my children every day. They'll find they'll find stuff that angers them, and and I'll sit back and go, "Let's go through your day. I bet you I can find three, four, five, ten, twelve things that were awesome." If you can do that, and that's how I have had to learn to navigate this, is that I try to find every day what awesome happened, and I guarantee you, more awesome happened. The guy who yeah, had a road rage incident. Guy threw threw something at my car because he was unhappy that I I cut him off. That was the worst part of my day. And what happened? Nothing. Nothing. And then I can give you 15 things that were great. Look into what's great. Acknowledge what's bad and move on. Mm, Great way to close out. And last thing you got to tell everybody about your new podcast. Here's what we know. My buddy Brian has been trying to get me to do one for 10 years now you literally have been beating the thing going Gary podcast <laughs> right. but as I've told you I never I didn't listen to podcasts so they weren't real right and once you got me into listening to podcasts and I devoured them now I think they're so I think there's uh a, there's a, there's a number of good ones there's a whole bunch of bad ones uh but there's a number of good ones and I had to sit back and get past the macro of there's so many podcasts. And get into the micro of what would make mine different, um, yeah. and and what I I just enjoy is, is what i call it here is what we know because it really was kind of inspired by your, our conversations at the cigar shop mm. because we ended up just taking what we know and threw it at each other, mm. right? And and it ended up being this wonderful stew that we both walked away with, going, "Oh, okay, that's cool, that's interesting, that's different." And so I've tried to bring that same concept. This lab, having these conversations, as you guys can tell, I've not stopped talking. Uh, and it's it's just it's just me trying to learn and have fun and also find the funny. I don't think I've done a podcast where I've not laughed. So you can find it jerryscottpaulus Thanks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's a great place to close out. Thank you so much. Appreciate you being on, brother, and you yeah. know
0: anytime yeah. you know what i'll be your I, I heard this I heard this term the other day you're my uh, break glass in case of emergency friend i'll be your break glass in case of emergency guest <laughs> when you have no guests call me i'll come in you'll be the hand you are the
1: hammer i'll be the hammer <laughs> yeah, very good. thank you so much Thank you so much for joining us this week. If you love this episode, please subscribe. We love having subscribers just like you. Download a few more episodes, and if you feel moved, we would so appreciate a review. I'd love to also hear your key takeaway. What impacted you from this episode? You can tweet me your answer and reach out on Twitter at Brian Kramer. That's Brian with a Y, Kramer with a K. And definitely be sure to join us in our Facebook group. We have just under 3,000 humans just like you and me looking to connect even more imperfectly. Until next time.